1: the sunday night andy Lou the warriors lose
2: what is with 99 96 ah, dude. that's a good mood that that you know what that voice is that's a uh, a mask in front of you that's smiling but like behind the mask you're you're 100 percent uh, ah!
1: cry no just angry um i could have been i could have watched succession instead <laughs> instead i watched the warriors trick away again at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves
2: that I think they needed. I don't know. I, I Do mean, they? And, like, is it good for them? Here's what I say. First of all, I could have been watching Caitlin Clark, who is incredible. I don't normally watch women's basketball, but she is freaking awesome. Um, could have been watching success. Like, why you don't? Anyway, no, no, <laughs> I, I don't have that much time, so I I'd stick with it. I don't watch college hoops either. I watch college men's basketball. Um, that was the worst loss of the season. Worst loss of the season for for reasons, multiple reasons But what you just said. We thought that the Warriors turned a corner and they go out and pull off what is and what was their most disgusting crunch time loss. They've already pulled off one of these, six of these, seven of these this season. This is a special one, Sam. All the vibes were good going to this game and they pull it up. At home. They pulled that off. Especially at home. Yeah. Worst loss of the season. So um, that pulls the Wolves up to a
1: half game behind them. Um, and they're still very much in that six, seven. You know, I, <laughs> I texted you earlier today saying, like, feels like there's no way that this won't be a four, or five situation with the Warriors and the Suns. I just spoke too soon because nothing about any of these teams should give you any confidence they could win five in a row or, like, take care of business. Like the schedule, you know, I was talking about with our friend Madsen on the last pod feels like they should go six and a one. Why? Why does it feel like they should go six and one, Sam? Because the opponents appear beatable. Nothing about this team suggests that they're able to do something like that. Incredibly
2: frustrating. All right. Now I got that out. <laughs> um, I mean, and the schedule is easy. Like you said, I mean, we're going to, we're going to do favorable. it later in the show. Like, we're going to do it later in the show, but yeah, that was, and here's the thing you can find blame everywhere. That was a, to me, that was a Steph clay Draymond just, just, just poo-poo platter. All three of those guys, who, you know, are all three of my favorite players. But Steph, I mean, spent half the game doing cardio after he pulled three quick, two quick, yeah. fouls. bunch of bad decisions uh, down the stretch. Clay, just, just chucking up bad shots all game, and then Draymond. I mean, what can we say? The he was actually really good all game until the mind bending. I Her, fire right. over,
1: I fire off the tweet. How can any Warriors fan hate him? The way he puts his body on the line right around the time that, uh, you know, Gobert elbowed him in the face. And I was like, damn, this dude just takes a beating. And lo and behold, he gives everyone a reason right after that with just an inexplicable turnover.
2: I thought it was his fault. I also thought it was Steph's fault. Um, yeah. For one, Conley was trying to foul him. The refs let it go twice. And mm-hmm. then Steph, what do we just hold on to the ball? I mean, you're the greatest free throw shooter of all time. Just hold it; they'll foul you. And if they, I think they want to give, they'll foul you again. Like, what are we? Yeah. What are we doing here? Um, you give it to Draymond. You're just—it's a lazy pass. It's a lazy play. And honestly, Sam, they deserve this loss. It's not like, like they were about to steal the win if they won. Like this was a disgusting. That's game. that's what's frustrating about
1: it. It's like I, you know, they, um, they've, they've thrown away a few games this year but they've been kind of on the road in situations where I get it. You're at home against a team. You need to hold off for playoff seating in the last 10 to 12 days of the season. If you're not locked in right now, like I don't know what to say.
2: Yeah. And, and it's not a first game after a road game. They just beat the Sixers in what was a sweet, sweet game. Maybe I jinxed it. Maybe I shouldn't be on the show because they won the last three games. And I think, (laughs) I think I only did one of the shows. Um, I just, from that, that's, and I was tweeting, the vibes were good at halftime. GP2 was back. They were getting good minutes from everyone. They had a huge, huge lead. But, you know, when you come out the third quarter, we're so used to watching the third quarter Warriors for years and years. And then you watch them get outscored by six, 18 points in the third quarter. You hold a team to essentially without a field goal for 10, 12 minutes, and you're only up two points you're probably going to lose that game. And the Warriors still, you could argue, still should have won it. You know, We're not impressed by the Timberwolves, right? That's, that's not what we are, are after this game. But that was an embarrassing, embarrassing loss for the Warriors. No, I mean, I like
1: a lot of players on the Timberwolves, but there was nothing about that game that suggested that the Warriors shouldn't be able to pull it off. Let's, let's take a quick step back before we get into it again. So GB2 returned. Uh, part of the reason the vibes felt good, everyone was excited to see him tonight. I almost like, I guess, what were your impressions of GP2's first game? I mean, exact same dude, don't you think? Exact Do you think same so? dude. I, I thought, well, really? So, let me take it back. Rusty first half, kind of, yeah, I, I guess if I want to take it off, like, yes, give him a half or two to figure it out. Otherwise, yeah, kind of, you know, GP2. Yeah.
2: I, I, I mean, I think defensively, he's about the same. Um, The three point. Corner three looks great. Um, mm-hmm. Had a block. Chased. Uh, had a big block on Gobert, I think. So it's about, I think about the same dude. It, it looked like pretty obvious. he had a 15-minute uh, restriction. Um, so that that kind of sucked. Yeah. But that was a cool moment, man. Uh, his dad was there. Um, that's why this game felt like it was. You know, if it was the old Warriors, it felt like this is a 20-point win. You get GP2. It's a boost. They go on that run to end the half. And then third quarter, they outscore him by 12. And this baby is over. That's what this game felt like. It was, it was written because we've seen this movie so many times, and then we sit here, and you and I are freaking yucking it up, happy as hell, talking about the good vibes, and then instead that didn't happen. I was curious, though, um, did you think down the stretch, because it looked like GP2 was, you know, he was in the game with about four minutes left. Did you think he should have closed it, or, you know, Jordan Po ended up coming in? So I thought that was interesting. He probably wouldn't have played anyway. Like, they, they probably wouldn't have stretch him out for 20 minutes, but I thought that was interesting. We saw GP2 close games last season.
1: Yeah, I I, first off, I didn't expect him to close his first game. I don't expect him to close a few games, like get his legs under him. I got to figure out where he's at in general. You know, it's, I just don't think that, you know, it's to be anticipated there. Um, but getting back to the game a little bit, I mean, you mentioned it, Jordan Poole. I think one of the more interesting things for me going through this game was how much he was on ball and how much Steph was off ball. Um, There is kind of the rush to blame Steve Kerr for that at times. But I don't know, man. Kind of got to put that a little on Steph at a certain point. Um, You are one of the five to ten best players of all time. You know how Steph operates, too. He was trying to get other players going and picking his spots. The Wolves were overselling defensively on him, so he thought he'd use himself as a little bit of decoy. and. When they lose games like this, that's where it frustrates me, where it's like, man, you should have asserted yourself just a little more at this point.
2: Yeah, uh, two different stretches in the game where he kind of just went out there and didn't do anything, beginning of the second quarter and and through the middle of the third quarter um, where he's just running around. And um, Same, right? He shot the ball 23 times. He shot the ball the most on the team, but it's really not about the shots that he was taking. It was more about um, he just went five minutes without – even getting a good look at the basket, not to mention not mm. score the basketball. I tweeted this out. We're watching college basketball. We're watching it the last couple of weeks. It's what it looked like. It looked like the yeah. Warriors' moves were playing college hoops. It was just terrible motion offense, and then it's just a couple of dudes who can't really dribble, just chucking up a shot. I mean, that's what the Warriors look like, and Steph was kind of content with doing that. I mean, we've had this conversation. You're right. I mean, you answered it yourself. You wants to get a guy involved. <laughs> Jordan Poole ends up with 27. I mean, he had a pretty good offensive game yeah. um, because he's, he's he was able to really play on four. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know it's it's you know it's what stuff does how many times have we seen it it's not anything new it's just I don't know and then he's out of rhythm I mean maybe he's tired part of it to me is like he might be tired too like he doesn't want to play off ball or or on ball the whole time it's it's a lot of games but I mean, you can also argue he hasn't played that much this season so just a rough one overall
1: I feel like he's gone off ball more recently to get Jordan Poole going. Also, we know Steph likes to kind of operate off ball and kind of like float around and then just like, bam, bam, I'll take over when I need to, you know. Um, so a little bit of both. But in general, this team, I don't know, man, they, they just feel so mediocre. And we're, we're not even talking
2: about Wiggins yet. And we'll get into that later. Lightyear's podcast kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Ray's, Have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection. Insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed. By lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they they told us, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Lightyear's podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code LIGHTYEARS for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shade's rated five stars by over 200,000 people. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Sword Vitality. Listen up, Dub Nation, especially all our guys out there. We have a special offer on the newest addition to your daily self-care routine. Do you shower, brush your teeth, and I know you manscape to keep the ladies in your life happy. Listen, no shame. Self-care is cool and manly. And that's why you need to add Sword Vitality Excalibur to your daily routine. Sword Vitality Excalibur can encourage optimal sexual health by increasing blood flow to help you thrive when it matters. Trust me, you might think your girl's happy, but what if she could be happier? This 30 day regimen designed to benefit your reproductive function can help maintain a healthy libido and stamina. Now, who doesn't want to last longer? You'll be proud of this product. It looks good on your shelf, it sure as hell feels good and it shows your partner you care. Add Sword Vitality to your pregame, and you'll always be ready for game time. Visit swordvitality.com now. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS at checkout for a nice discount. That's swordvitality.com. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and that discount won't be the only nice thing that you'll be getting.
1: Did you feel like... I want to ask you this before we get there. Yeah. Did you feel like GP two made a significant difference on the defensive end in this one game? In what is like two short spurts, uh, because I I still feel like they're not necessarily forcing turnovers at the rate they need to. But also, it's like I'm, it's his first game. I, I well, I don't
2: know the Timber, the Wolves turned it over almost twenty times, seventeen mm-hmm. times, which is just as much as the Warriors. But the Warriors have a fetish for it; that's all they do. So I thought he is. I mean, I thought I thought he picks up their defense a lot. Um, I was actually pretty optimistic about this game. It felt like a—it's uh, like you watch the Lakers tonight. Now it's not the same situation, but you watch the Lakers tonight. <laughs> they try got it. beat down. <laughs> yeah, they got beat. That they try to integrate LeBron back into a lineup mm-hmm. that they haven't. They just don't know essentially what they're doing. I think the Lakers will be fine moving forward. Um, they just needed that one kind of feel-out game. It kind of felt like that a little bit to me. Combine yeah. kind of inserting GP two along with Steph and Clay just clanking every shot. Clay shot five mm-hmm. or seventeen. Steph's in for 23. The other thing I also think is is important to mention along with that is they didn't play any minutes with GP2 and Dante. It's a lot of guards. So they didn't play any minutes there. Um, Kaminga only played 15 and I don't think he was terrible. So I thought that was interesting. He made a couple good plays. I thought Kaminga should have played more. And then my favorite whipping boy, Anthony Lamb at 18 minutes. And I don't... like They were not terrible, but we can't siphon ten of those away and give it to Kaminga. It's just, it's stuff like that where it's interesting to me that, um, y- you're going for high impact guys and energy guys in a game like that. It's, that's obvious. Stephen Clay have no energy out there. Get Kaminga in there, man. Like it's a story that we've talked about so so many times. GP two had the energy and the, I don't know. So that's how I feel. I actually feel pretty good coming out this game about that defense, Sam. Um, Stephen Clay sucked.
1: <laughs> they did. they're did. Just,
2: they just terrible so uh, I don't you know they both needed to make at least five shots more to get to their normal percentages that's 20 points right so.
1: it could just be that simple they went 13 for 40 40 yeah <laughs> that's impressive it's like me shooting um, yeah uh, they you know we could be overthinking it it could just come down to bro if your two best scorers can't get it going you're not a deep enough team to figure out a way around that which To be fair, is something the Warriors have been able to do in the past when they've had loaded when they've had good rosters. They can get through those games where Steph and Clay are both like six for eighteen and get a W.
2: But tonight they couldn't. And I I think one thing to note about that too is um, just Kerr's doing the hey we're gonna play Steph ten minutes, take him out the last two, Mm -hmm. start him the fourth, then bring him, take him out again. It's it's the substitution pattern that he did last season, and I think. You talked about it earlier. It helps getting it helps pull a little right. bit. getting rid of hit some of the other guys, but uh, come on, just go twelve. That's what Steph is great at. Close quarter, sit six minutes, come back in. Stop overthinking it. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it feels like every coaching decision for this roster, which is incomplete, is you do one thing at the cost of the other thing. It's never. One move that makes everything better. All right, you you pull Steph out earlier and move him off ball to get pool going. That's great, but then it takes Steph out of rhythm. You you know you, you go with Dante in the starting lineup uh, because he makes more sense with Steph and Clay. But that's great, but it it takes pool out of rhythm, and on and on. Everything is it, it doesn't build off of each other in a way that better Warriors rosters have. And you know I've been. I don't have critiques of Steve Kerr at a high level this season like I do feel he could play Kuminga more and do a few things developmentally more but in general I feel like he's just constantly trying to put out fires instead of being able to
2: do to build something. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. I mean yeah, you're kind of I mean gp 2 comes back and he's taken all of Kuminga's minutes. It's yeah. pretty obvious that that's fi- gp 2 15 minutes, Kuminga 15 minutes and that's really not Going into these last couple of games, Kaminga's been awesome. though is that what you want?
1: No, right? it's it not. Makes, it's yeah. not.
2: Yeah, and he comes in and he's yanked so quickly, he doesn't get to make a full impact, right? So it's, you're right, man. It's it's hard to kind of balance that, and that's a ten man rotation tonight. And that, by the way, Jermichael Green didn't play, so the uh, second half. So it's essentially a nine man rotation, and it seems like that's just going to be the rotation, right? And it seems like Wiggins it- is coming back.
1: And I can totally understand why Steve would kind of rotate Kuminga and GP2 not want them out there at the same time. Um, But at the same time, that's bad for your team if you can't figure out lineup combinations to get them out there at the same time. Uh, And there's no way around it. Like, you look at the roster, the player who's missing who could potentially pull together some lineups that make this work outside of Steph and clay is Wiggins. Like that's the reality of it. It would be easier to play GP two at the two and Kuminga at the four. If you had someone like Wiggins to play the three and, and that's where you get into these, like lamb has to go out there or like, are they going to play four guards with Dante and all this sort of stuff? And I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. We got a question here from Zuby. I can stomach this L because uh, was an off night from the Splash Bros. Bigger issue is this team doesn't have margin for error. Turnovers
2: and shot selection without Wiggins. Yeah. Shot selection's a real problem. Um, real, real problem. <laughs> um Jordan Poole had a couple – I mean, over and over again, I talk about it. But he has some crazy looks. And, again, he actually played pretty well this game. He was kind of the only guy that had anything going offensively. But you go on down the list for this team, there's not, I think, a single person that is a great shot selection guy. I couldn't really say that Steph and Clay are just because they're such great shot makers. It doesn't matter. Um, But tonight, obviously, they're off, so it matters. But then you look at some of the other ones down the list, it's just – they also don't have that many shot makers. And then down the stretch, they take some terrible, terrible looks. And so, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. It's kind of what the Warriors are, though. They've kind of got three guys right now on offense. Um, Wiggins is your fourth. You Who are about. all heat check guys. Yeah,
1: Wiggins is not a heat check guy. Wiggins is more of an in rhythm to my spot 40%, guy. 40%, baby. And just, yeah. you know,
2: they, they need that. It turns out, if they're, you're missing a $35 million player,
1: kind of a problem.
2: Whoa, kind of a problem. Whoa, whoa.
1: Don't exaggerate. Only 33.1. Uh, it's
2: a lot of money, and he's very freaking good. So, like, they—it it is very hard to to play the style that they want to play. They want to play small ball, right? They want to play Jeremy Lamb at the four, Kaminga at the four. It's hard to do that consistently when those guys have to play up, and Wiggins is not out there. It's really, really hard. I mean, and and
1: let's be honest. Playing small ball is about having wings who can – guard multiple positions like we can go back to like Iguodala. Iguodala is a a two, three by nature, but he can guard fours and guard ones. So, you know, you can have a fluid lineup, you know, Um, you can't really play small ball. If everyone's a guard, you're just small. You know, you're not actually, you're not actually creating matchup advantages that way. You're just hoping to outrun everyone. Whereas when the warriors have their best roster it involves multiple wings, who are not disadvantaged against bigger teams. And this was a bigger team. This would be the type of team where, you know, you'd throw a wing on their two bigs and be like, all right, man, I don't think you could score on him on the post. Meanwhile, you have no chance guarding him in transition.
2: Yeah. I mean that's awesome. where that that lineup that they threw out there with Steph, Clay, Jordan, Poole, and Dante DiVincenzo against the Grizzlies was one of the funniest lineups that I've I've ever, but, ever seen. But I also but can't, that's like, exactly what's the problem with this team.
1: Yeah, it's it's a roster construction issue mixed with a bunch of other things, and it's I don't know, man. Do, you said you don't think Wiggins is coming back? I don't want to beat a dead horse, but like also, if he isn't coming back, what? Where exactly are they going? You know.
2: So maybe let's talk about that before we get to some voicemails yeah. or some questions, but um, I'm looking at the schedule here, New Orleans, San Antonio Den- at Denver. Maybe you could throw it up here. I'm like, the- the yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, a, it's an easy schedule. I mean, <laughs> I thought it's,
1: tonight was a, a
2: win, but I, you know. you know, I actually, I, it's a, Minnesota's a decent, they've got talent. Anthony Edwards doesn't look healthy. Um, Shout out to Ant for playing through that ankle injury, but he's not healthy. Um. Cats, Rusty, ended up ended up playing well. But that's a, that's a tough team, Sam. I mean, that's a tough team. Um, but you look at the rest of the the schedule, though. It's New Orleans at home. I mean, you would think that's a win. San Antonio at home. Jesus, man, if you can't win that one. Um, and then at Denver is a tough one. And then you've got Oklahoma City. Who knows where they're going to be at that point? Maybe they'll shut down. Sacramento
1: will 100% be shut down
2: at that point. Uh, yeah. So the, And then Portland's already shut down. They already shut down Dame. So you can argue that's one, two, three, four, five wins. Right. I, I would have given this game kind of a 50-50, but those next game, those games are easier than the one that the Warriors just played, you would think. Um, I mean that you go five and one, the team's gonna have 44 wins. I mean, that's a six seed, right? So yeah. but your question, but your question is we're gonna be the where are the Warriors without Wiggins? I mean, yeah, you're probably if you're playing in a first round series against Sacramento, I could see a win. If you're playing a first round series against KD and the Suns, I probably not. Probably not. You don't have enough defense. So, I. yeah, to your point, like we're looking at the standings and
1: the loss tonight, Um, they're in the sixth spot. They're a half game up out of falling to the play and they're also a half game out of moving to the five seed.
0: Classic. Uh, This
1: is all going to be fluid the rest of the way. I think the only thing we can be confident about is uh not no confidence, honestly. Like I, I and, and by the way, I think this. This applies to the Clippers, the Lakers, the Wolves, and the Pelicans too. Everyone's kind of a 500-ish team, right? Everyone's kind of messing around. Like you get a big win, you get a big loss. <laughs> They're all going to be between 40 and 44 wins at the end of the season.
2: The, the difference, I think, for me is that the Lakers have everyone healthy, so you're gonna you're gonna at least put forth your best shot if you're a Lakers if you're a mm-hmm. Lakers fan. The Timberwolves have everyone healthy now. The Pelicans, I, who knows about Zion? The Clippers. I, who knows about that? But and then the Suns, you get KD healthy, right? So it feels like the Warriors are more in that Clippers and Pelicans range, where it's like, well, you don't have everyone healthy. Vibes are good with GP two back, but you still don't have Wiggins, and uh, that that's that's the tough part because even if you get in, part of the dream for if you're a Warriors fan is that you get in fully healthy, like they did last season. They got well, it. And I mean, and let's be real, like none of us give
1: a crap about a first round. Playoff win and a loss in the second round. You know, like this is a team that's won four titles. Um, and I do think if they have a full roster, they have the capability of running it back, but, um, the expectations are higher. The expectations are not, we made the playoffs, you know, like, you know, I'm wearing my A's hat. That's my A's expectations. Like just being real about it, you know, Uh, like I, 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 nothing would make me happier than seeing the A's with a title in my life, a lifetime again. Um, Well, we're not going to that road. But uh, (laughs) what I was saying is, you know, I don't hold the Warriors to get in the playoff standards.
2: I was going to say, and it it sucks because you would think they can't get too far without Wiggins. It's just, they're coming down the stretch here, man. They're coming down the stretch. There are two weeks to go. Um, I think they'll be fine schedule-wise. I saw enough tonight where you think, like, they're going to win a majority of the rest of the games. Um, At this point, the question is the question. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by GameTime. GameTime.co. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use Light Years for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code light years for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed.
3: Let's get to some voicemails, Tim. Damn, Andy, what's up, boys? Catastrophic L tonight. Pretty much guarantees the plan, right? I mean, they're going to go three and four, four and three, these last seven. That's kind of just who they are, so pretty awful loss. I'm gonna go watch Ted Lasso. Night, boys. Have a good week.
1: <laughs> um, that feels more like a vibes take than a um a, a schedule take. I I agree with you. If they handle their business, they should stay out of the plan. But I understand why my why our friend here um would think that's not going to happen. By the way, Ted Lasso. Come on, man.
2: Success. <laughs> it's Succession night, man. <laughs> Uh the night agent is out on, on Netflix. So, you know, if you want something really mediocre as well, you can watch that. I you you make the point that I think is we should just title that the pod is the team trying to win a freaking championship, man. You beat the Sacramento Kings in round one, so what? So what? A playing game, so I mean, so what? I don't know if they're gonna do that either, but uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean they're not it looks like they're not gonna I would say they're not in the playing game, but you know, at this point. I just I don't think that was that on the aggregate. Bad of a loss, but you watch it. You just watch the last five minutes, and you're just like, "Yeah, that was the worst loss of the season." Um, But there are things within the game you could say that that is that leaves you optimistic about this team. Um, But then you watch the last few minutes, and you're just like, "Yeah, yeah, yep. these are the Warriors that I know." They hear yeah, so, they I think so it's, much like that, like that playing team, Warriors team. There's, so I much think,
1: like um I think it's because you saw the win in Dallas. And then you saw the win against Philly, and that's all you needed. You needed two good wins. Although, you know, increasingly it's debatable how good that Dallas run of Willie was. But um, <laughs> that felt like their last
2: stand. That felt like you know, you, you,
1: you see a couple of those, you're like, we're back. What's that
2: meme? It's over. We're so back. You know that one. Um, I really and, thought they were. Really thought they were. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to beat New Orleans, San Antonio. Then they're going to win in Denver. And you know what we're going to sit here and we're going to say next on Sunday night, we're going to say, fuck back.
1: We're That's back. true. Back. It's true. It's true. Um, Tim, you want to get to the next one?
3: Uh, first time caller. Uh, just finished watching the game. Appreciate you. I don't know how many Jordan Poole fourth quarter turnovers I can take anymore. Like. I get it. Sometimes the ball doesn't go our way and stuff like that. But how how will we ever be able to like actually win these games down the stretch this year in the playoffs if we're turning the ball over in in the winning time? Thanks.
1: I appreciate that call. I have a Jordan Poole take. My Jordan Poole take is everyone is overly critical of him this year because the rest of the roster has holes like he is at fault for the fact that your 33 million dollar wing is not in lineup like he is in fault because bob myers did not sign a single big man to back up draymond or looney like he is at fault that they've been playing a six-man rotation for half of the season i get it the shot selection leave some to be desired. Some of the turnovers are egregious. And um, quite frankly, uh, the decision-making just it's, it's erratic, all that sort of stuff. End of the day, he's being asked to do too much because they lack players at other parts of the roster. And he's played every game. I I just, I, I can't, I can't rip a guy who continues to show up when um, they're bigger, they're bigger issues at hand. There's bigger, like there's bigger
2: issues. Um, He also was good tonight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I find it hard and, you know, I'm number one, you know, Jordan Poole kind of critiquer, but he was good tonight. I mean, he Mm -hmm. made some dumb plays, but you know, that's everyone um, on Mm -hmm. this team. Um, So I have, I have nothing to say about, uh, about that, he also and I wasn't here doing the Philly game, but he was also awesome uh, closing down the stretch in that game. I think life is going to be a lot easier with uh, with GP two next to him. It, it yeah. just he just needs people that can defend around him. It's like a young version of Steph Curry. Just give him people that can defend. He's going to make life a lot easier. And these last couple of games, he's been good. So I really have nothing to say. He has been good uh, tonight. He was their only dude that can draw free throw nine free throws that can get a shot off. He's been getting he get to the line a lot recently. I'll give, I'll give him credit. He's he, been grifting. He is the <laughs> best grifter ball guy. And now part of it, I, here's what I think is the, the reason. He grew up in a different age. He's a different generation. He's not the generation that Steph and Clay are. Now, Clay is just never going to be a free throw guy. But Steph, you see him try to grift. He's not good at it. He's not. He doesn't get calls, but he's also not think, good.
1: You would think with his skill set and the handle, he would be able to do it. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's just not,
2: not, that's not how he plays basketball, right? Like you watch Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves' number one goal in life is to draw bullshit fouls. Um, Same with Luca, same with James Harden, but that's not, that's not Steph. But you can see Jordan Poole, just the way that some of these kids grow up playing basketball. He's just really good at it. Um, He's not as good as Trey Young, but he's good. And then that's, you know, the Warriors needed that tonight. So I don't know. Tonight was not the night for me to say anything bad about Jordan Poole. Um, 27 points on 8 for 60. I mean, dude, come on. Come on. Yeah, all right, and that last months turnover months. was also on Steph. Just I don't know what he was doing. I don't know Steph was space cadetting all day tonight, man. It's just one of those games. Go for it. Yeah.
3: All right. So that game was bullshit. The only positive thing that happened was defense came back. So, so the only thing that's on my mind is Kipichu is back, and it is time to finally cut pull minutes because clearly is a level of the fame player who thinks two for ones are some cool thing that you can do for ID models and really thinks that basketball is like a game of foursquare where you can just do a whole bunch of bullshit and still win. Like, no, I'm tired of it, bro. I'm tired. He needs to understand to take care, better care of possessions. The over was annoying, taking a two for one Steph back 35 footer when he, if he realized that if he just attacked the face given to him, he would have gotten the 2-1 anyway. Like no, like GP2 should have closed, but also Dre, that was a terrible pass. You're an idiot. Steph, make your freaking shots, especially when people are complaining about doing more pick and roll. Like God, everyone needs to be better, but my gosh, Paul cannot close. For the rest of the season, bro. Especially with GPT 2 back.
1: Cool. We, we talked about this earlier. Um, I'm going to let you opine on it uh, because you feel stronger than me on this. But I don't think pool is the reason we lost. And I don't think pool's the reason.
2: I think pool should close the game. Tonight? Yeah. 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 yeah 100%. I, I agree. I agree. Even before he made that big three, I, I was saying how he should close the game. Um, but in the playoffs, I mean, I wouldn't mind GP too close in the game. It kind of just depends on, you know, is Steph, do, does he have 40? Because you see a lot of the thing with Pool and, and Steph is that, um, is that Steph has to play off ball for, for Pool to be full. Like Poole can play off ball, but he's not as great as it, obviously. So him on ball is, is, is better for Poole, but it, it takes away a little bit from Steph. But tonight was a night that he, he should have closed. They, yeah. they wouldn't they win that game, man. They don't they didn't lose because of him. They lost that game because Steph didn't hold on to the ball and Dream One. <laughs> Threw it to Kyle Anderson. Hey, by the way, Colin Anderson, love him. Love Kyle Anderson, love slow-mo. Um, you tweeted that he should be a warrior at some point. Yeah, Livingston 2.0. Kyle. I mean, he's great on defense, just gets to a spot, doesn't make bad plays, hits a hits a three here and there. I mean, he's just a really good basketball Jaden McDaniel is just a fun basketball player. The Wolves have a lot of fun players. I don't know if they'll ever figure out the town's cat ant combo, especially on offense, because I it just it's so cramped for Ant. It just, it's really hard for him to play. I just I maximize him with Gobert and Cat. I, it's hard.
1: I understand the concept of we're going to go big when everyone goes small, but like you're also kind of ruining what makes cat special too. Like no center can handle a guy with that level of skill to take you out in the perimeter. And now you're making him a four, you know? And like, to be fair, he can still cook fours, you know? Like he can shoot that well and that sort of stuff.
2: But it's just like, it's such a, whatever. They, but, they, but want, they want tonight, but. <laughs> but. But it's hard though, right? Because. Because they bring in Gobert, because their defense is terrible with Cat. True, true. Front, right, so it's like, I they get should just the idea. they should just
1: trade for Draymond. Is
2: available for pennies on the <laughs> dollar, right? <laughs> I loved, I like Cat. I like Cat. I want to hear his interview tonight. Did he change his voice again? Is his voice deeper than usual? He's great, man. The guy's hilarious. hilarious. I mean, he hit the game winner, dude. Some stones to hit that shot, you know. But um, dude, that that's a thing. It's like he he has a
1: lot of. Um, qualities that like make you cringe but i'm like don't uh it, just because he's kind of like dorky in that way don't think he won't kill you on the basketball court yeah. right i don't think he's like, generational but you know guy can hoop i mean there's not a lot of seven footers who can shoot the ball like that not not much i know uh facts. so but yes um all right let's go next one
3: hey sam and andy jack from chico here again uh
1: was fucking brutal. Um but wanted to provide some silver lining maybe. As shitty as that was, um
3: that was fucking shitty. Um boys came back and they were able to string together some good stops. They took the lead
1: and they looked really good up until that Draymond pass. Um
3: so yeah, I mean that fucking sucks but they look good, um, and just a bummer way to go out in the last 20 seconds,
1: but I don't know, maybe not. don't want to forget about all the good things that they did
3: um, to get themselves into the position to win. So, all right, rest tight, boys. Good night. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I think it's time for us all to get to succession, right? No,
2: <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Tim, we got any more?
2: Oh, I believe that is it.
1: What? All right. Should we call it night? I mean, we're gonna be back Tuesday. We're gonna post game after every one of these shows. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much else to share on this one. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta just. Oh yeah, let's talk about this before we get out of here. <laughs> By the way, okay. Who who's the big man who annoys the Warriors more than anyone? I know where you're going with it. Let's talk about it. So it's like probably Anthony Davis, right? Then probably Giannis Mm. in some order, right? Mm.
2: And then it's reed. (laughs) (laughs) He hit a transition (laughs) three where he literally looked at the Warriors bench, then looked at his toes to make sure he was behind the three-point line, and then he went up with it, and there was no doubt in my mind it was going in. No doubt. The Warriors might be better off playing this team with Rudy Gobert instead of Nasri. Like, if you told me that Gobert is not going to play in a Warriors playing game, I'd be like, "All right, cool. That's not good for the Warriors because Nazareth's going to get the going to get going to get all the minutes." It is ridiculous. He is, he turns into cat when he plays the Warriors. Now the Warriors are playing two cats. Mm-hmm. He's special. He's special. That's a generational big man, Sam. Generational. Heard he's going to be a free agent. Maybe the Warriors can go get him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're, not, you're
1: not 6'2". Not, <laughs> not, not on
2: the list. Not on the list. Oh, man. <sighs> um, okay, I'll throw one more thing out there. Um. Steve Kerr with a quote. Uh. By the way, this is from the comments. I, I trust the comments. I, I trust the light years goons in the comments saying that Steve Kerr said we didn't deserve to win. I, I, <sighs> there's no need... To play this motion offense when you've got guys that can handle the ball. Just how many times do we talk about it enough if it doesn't work for four possessions in a row Steph just run a pick and roll it's not rocket science you don't need to prove to us that your offense works you don't need to prove to us that Princeton should be in the final four just let these guys play basketball just let Steph hoop Florida Atlantic uh, baby I love FAU. Dude. That's my team. <laughs> they are fun. F- FAU is my team. San Diego State's a rough watch, but obviously I'm, I'll be rooting for them. Uh, California team. I just there's no reason. It's not like Minnesota's this. You know, not the Boston Celtics on freaking defense here. Just let them cook. Just run a pick and roll. Run an ISO. I don't know. Steph spent 12 minutes tonight running up and down the floor. I don't know what he was doing. I don't think he knew what he was doing. Draymond's out there just hand-offing into three different people trying to do some crazy squeeze pass into two guys. Enough. Enough, <laughs> Steve Kerr. Yes, you guys didn't deserve to win, and you were part of that. So, you know, enjoy the sell. They learn another lesson. Yeah, they're undermanned. They
1: are not as deep as they were, and they don't have the luxury of just being able to run their offense. Sometimes you just got to mismatch Hunt. Sometimes Thank you you're just got to be like, you know, you know what? You know who can't guard Steph Curry? 30 feet out, Rudy Gobert. So get a switch, get a switch and let him cook.
2: That's it. I think it's that simple. It's that
1: simple sometimes. So no one deserved it, but whatever. All right. We'll be out of here. Appreciate everyone.